morning, everyone. Lovely to see you this morning. This, this is just a by way of interest. How many people watched the Eurovision Song Contest last night? This is just a straw poll. Okay, no judgment here, but you're not going to get those four hours back. <laughs> wow, what a... I, I saw it for about one minute, and it's quite a thing, isn't it, really? But there we go. Um, first slide, if we could click onto this. Um, there you go. You probably recognize this fella. This is Elon Musk. He is apparently the world's wealthiest man. Um, he has somewhere in the region of two billion pounds in his bank account. Um, he's not one that's shy of publicity. He has a tendency to tweet out sensitive corporate information um, that shifts uh, company valuations by billions. He was in the process of uh, purchasing Twitter for about 35 billion pounds, but you might have saw the thing yesterday. He'd come out saying that's put on hold and it had crashed Twitter's uh, share price by 10%. That's the kind of guy he is. Now, my question is, is if you had 35 billion pounds, what would you do with it? And you might think, well, that's a bit of a stretch. So a billion, or a million, or a thousand, or closer to home, a tenner. Okay? And I know that range is quite large, but at one level, the question is exactly the same. Because the question is, is as you look at that, what are you going to do with it? And, and, and when you look at that, how do you see that? How do you see that? See, there are lots of options for what you could do with this. Here's just a couple that I thought of. You could buy around about 25 cream eggs. Now, quite aside from your waistline, that sounds quite tempting to me. Click, next slide. Click. There we go, that's a cream egg. You could get around about, I guess, about three cups of coffee. Three, three and a half, depending where you go. Click. Is it not playing ball, Alison? Is it not working? Okay, the next photo you would have seen, there you go, click again. There you go. You could have bought around about one quarter of the best T-shirt in the world. Now, look, until two weeks ago, we had not won anything for 20 years. So unapologetic, you could have bought a quarter of one of those shirts. And some of you are thinking that's a quarter too much. My question this morning, is there a really wise way to think about something like this? Because I believe that there is. For me, and I know for many of us here, I figure that Jesus is the wisest person who ever walked the face of this earth. And when you look at the gospel accounts of what Jesus said, the longest kind of record of what he said, you'll find in Matthew chapter 5 through 7, what we call the Sermon on the Mount. That's the largest kind of collection of his teaching. And right in the middle of that, so if you want to turn to that, Matthew chapter 6, in the middle of that collection of Jesus' teaching is, I believe, some wisdom about how we look at that. So Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to read from verses 19 to 21. Jesus says this, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, 
there your heart will be also. What I want to do today, I'm going to share a couple of things from these verses. I'm going to update us on a few things going on in the life of our church. We are later this morning going to commission the Staines site team. And there's going to be an opportunity for us all to commit and to play our part because, as Rob has already shared, this is Commitment Sunday in the life of our church and the children and youth are going to come back in a bit later as well. So, Jesus' wisdom on a tenor. Our treasure on earth, if you will. First thing Jesus says, don't trust it. Don't trust it. Don't put your trust in money, stuff. You know, this can get stolen, right? Stock markets can crash, bricks and mortar can fall down, cars can get stolen, jobs can be lost, and salaries can disappear. So if you think about everything that you have, none of it is going to last forever, and none of it is going in the box with you. Okay? So Jesus says it is not wise to put our trust in this. What's wise, according to Jesus, is building up a treasure in heaven because that lasts forever. And so we think about how do we invest in the things of heaven? How does that work? Because if I were to walk into the bank tomorrow and go up to one of the tills and say, here, I've got a tenner. I want to invest this into heaven. I'm going to get some very quizzical looks from the cashier. So what does it actually mean to invest in heaven? How do we store up treasure in heaven? I want to say to us this morning, the primary way that we invest in heaven is by giving. It's the primary way that we invest. We give as much as we are able to now into the things of God's kingdom. And this is, if this is the church that you're a part of, the primary way that we get to invest is through giving to the mission of this church as our local church. Because that is an investment that is going to last forever and that really makes a difference. And then what Jesus does is really hits his listeners you know, straight between the eyes. I'm going to read verse 21 again. He says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So he raises a really fundamental question that's deep in the human heart. What do you treasure? At the end of the day, what do you value most? Because he says, that's where your heart is. The things you treasure, that's where your heart is. So do we treasure what this tenor can do for us or what this tenor can do for God's kingdom? Where's our heart in it? I want to share just some of the kingdom investments that we are making as a church here at Riverside Vineyard. And I want to start with our compassion ministry. Many of you will know this is dear to us in our church. Part of our compassion ministry is something called Storehouse. Storehouse started, I'm guessing, almost 30 years ago. And it provides um, emergency food and kids' clothing and equipment for families who are in material need. Over the past couple of years or so, we have built a shop out in the back space of our building here, which if you haven't been out there, go out there sometime, because it is just an extraordinary space. And over the last couple of years, we've, we've done a whole lot of redevelopment work, which means that right now, as of I think about two weeks ago, clients can now come in and pick the food that they want 
rather than just being handed pre-packed bags of food. And that is an amazing thing that the team have done because it really treats those people with dignity and honor and respect. And that was really what we've wanted to do in that. So the team have done a fabulous job. So thank you to all of them. And I was chatting with Shabnam, who was part of our storehouse staff team just a couple of weeks ago. And what she said to us was just how much those clients are loving coming in and choosing their own food. We might think that that's a tiny little thing, but it's actually massive. If you're kind of in a situation where it feels like the whole world is against you, to be able to actually pick out, the, do I want chicken soup or tomato soup? You might think that's trivial. No, it's not. It's a massive thing. And for families to be able to do that is precious. Our Compassion Center is running. The Money Advice Center is up and running. There's a whole bunch of people trained in that area now. And the Job Club has run its first course, and I think has just started its second course last week. Of the first course, as I understand it, there were 10 people who started. I think about half a dozen got through to the end. And there were stories of three people having found employment. That is stunning. You can clap at that point. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what a good percentage return is, but it felt to me three out of 10 was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Three people have found work. You see, these are kingdom investments that are bringing life to people around here. Another investment that we are making as a church is in the area of our leaders and people that are leading or might lead in the future, the whole area of leadership development. A couple of weeks ago, I shared um, the pathway that we have in this church. I'm going to recap this very briefly and also fill in a gap that I couldn't do last time because it was confidential and I would have got shot but I can now fill it in because that news is now public. So if we click, so here we go, that's our pathway slide. So it starts with Riverside Vineyard Essentials. You've heard Rob and Kendi share about that. That is next Saturday morning. That's very much start of the journey. And then after that is our introduction to leadership course. That is on the 11th of June. And that's really like a springboard, a gateway into leading stuff. In the autumn, we are launching a new once-a-month training program in this church called Vineyard Leadership Essentials. It runs over two years, nine sessions a year, and it's going to run in our small group rest week. So that's the first full week of each month on the Tuesday evening of that month. And this is material that is being resourced by Vineyard Churches in the United Kingdom and Ireland. It's some great video and discussion content, but we're going to be running it locally here at Riverside. And so if you are leading in the life of this church, this is the next step for you. And so there's going to be an email that lands in your inbox just after lunchtime today with a big green button that says, basically, I'm in. And we would love you to click on that and come and join us for that journey. You can find out more on the Leadership Pathway webpage as well. Now, when I shared three weeks ago, there was a box that said confidential. And what I can do is now fill in a little bit of what that is about. There is what I think is a brilliant new initiative. It was shared at the Vineyard Leaders Gathering three weeks ago. 
Starting in September, vineyard churches in the UK and Ireland are launching a brand new leadership college. One year, one full day a week to train leaders, some of whom will go on to plant churches, pastor sites, join staff teams as worship pastors, kids and youth or compassion pastors, or serve as succession pastors when senior pastors retire. It is a combination of campus-based learning and local church-based ministry. Um, and it comes with not only that kind of education and experience, but also mentoring. There are going to be five campuses around the United Kingdom and Ireland. One in Belfast, Aberdeen, Cardiff, Nottingham, and Feltham. So we're, we're absolutely delighted. We are going to be serving as one of the host campuses for this new college. Um, we have a campus host. Some of you will have met Jonathan before. Jonathan is lurking in the back row this morning and is about to wave. Good morning, Jonathan. So Jonathan is on our staff team here, but he's going to be serving two days a week in order to facilitate this campus college here at Riverside. If you want to find out more, there is a table at the back. There are a load of really good brochures, which are, I think just say college on them, don't they? You can't miss them. If you want to find out about the Leadership College, all of the costs and the commitment, it is at the back. And so if you're somebody, if you sense a call to plant a church, or maybe join a staff team, you, you think the Lord might be stirring something in you to become a kids or youth pastor, a worship pastor, a compassion pastor, would you come and join us on Sunday the 29th of May to explore pastoring and planting? Uh, we're going to lay on some lunch, we'll be out in the foyer, just sign up online, you can find all the details on the WhatsApp, I mean, what, what page was it, Kendi? The What's On page, the Leadership Pathway page, you can find the link there just to uh, sign up for that. And the last thing just to mention, there is also something that Vineyard Churches run regularly called a Multiply Summit. Uh, the next one is in June. Um, it is a space that's hosted at Trent Vineyard in Nottingham. There are some great speakers coming across, and it's a place for people to explore multiplying leadership. If you feel the Lord is calling you in this area, um, then come and explore more of that. I think Rob is potentially planning on going. Rob has got the flyers as well. If that's of interest, speak to Rob this morning. Okay, you've heard all of that? This is really exciting. This is going to really equip and empower us for this next season. The third area that I want to talk about this morning is that we are now one church, many places. We now have two sites of this church. Riverside Vineyard Feltham, that's where you are now. If you were confused when you got out of bed this morning and didn't know quite where you're driven to, this is Feltham, this is Riverside Vineyard Feltham, but we also have Riverside Vineyard Staines. So, Alison, if you could just play the video in the background. We had the public launch of the Riverside Vineyard Staines site last Sunday, and it was stunning. We just loved it. We had just about 100 people come out, which was amazing. We had loads of kids, 
Uh, loads of young people, youth, teenagers. The team just did an amazing job. We had probably about 30 or 40 newcomers who were exploring church who had either become disconnected or who hadn't found a church before um, and were coming and exploring church with us. Um, the worship was so sweet last Sunday morning. Um, we popped some bottles of non-alcoholic Prosecco at the end, and it was just, we ate more chocolate than you probably should do at church, and it was just the most fabulous morning. So thank you for all of your prayers and for those that were involved. Really appreciate that. It was a beautiful start to this next stage of our adventure together. All that I've spoken about this morning, these are just some of the ways that the Lord is leading us to bring communities to life, to bring the life of Jesus Christ into those communities that we work in and that we serve and that we live in. And it is something that we can all be a part of. There are two key ways. We can be a part through investing our time and through investing our money. Those are the two key ways. We've been thinking about this over the last couple of weeks, and now is the time for those that are part of our church community here to make our commitments to the Lord about how we are going to play our part. That's why today is called Commitment Sunday. So to help with all of this, we've produced a brochure. Hopefully, most if not all of you have got this. There may be some other copies around today. If you are online, you simply can go to our riversidevineyard.com slash gift day webpage. You can find the brochure there. Um, and you'll also find there the response card. Again, most of you hopefully have got a response card. We'll also be passing them around in a few minutes' time because it's now time for us to respond um, back to the Lord, um, and the response card helps us to practically do that today. So if you've got a card with you already today, wonderful. If you've filled that in already, fantastic. If you're a part of this church and you've not yet got a response card, please take one as the baskets go round. In fact, should we send the baskets now round, round now, Rob? Is that all right? So in these baskets, there are response cards. It's an A4 piece of paper. And there is also an envelope so that you can keep your card sort of private and sensitive. So if you need an envelope, please grab an envelope. And there should also be plenty of pens around as well. So as I say, if you're visiting, feel free just to pass the basket on. If you're curious, take a response card and just, and just have a look at it. If you're online with us today, as I say, go to riversidevineyard.com forward slash gift day, and you can find either a printable version of the card there, or there is actually a digital version embedded onto that web page. So the brochure that we have shared um, previously, it shares the vision that the, we believe the Lord has given to us uh, to become one church, many places. And we've been up front in that brochure. Uh, the cost that we are budgeting over the next two years is £75,000 in order to launch the Staines site really well and in order to not cut back on any of the ministry that we do here, but rather grow the ministry that we're doing here. And so I'm being unapologetic this morning. I'm going, to invest, I'm going to invite us all to be really generous with our time and our money, our financial resources today, because we want to take this opportunity to invest in the kingdom. So 
the response card. I'm just going to walk it through with us so um, that we're all clear and that we can all you know, fill in the right boxes in the right kind of way. So the first thing that we'd love you to do, top left-hand corner, is to fill in your name and details. Uh, block capitals are great, particularly with email addresses. Um, I've seen some of your handwriting. You've probably seen my handwriting. Just make that really clear. If you're a UK taxpayer and you can gift aid the money that you give to the church, then please tick that box and sign and date the form. If you're not sure whether you've made a gift aid declaration, just make another one. It costs you nothing. It's not a problem to make more than one, but it just covers your bases. Because the beautiful thing with gift aid is going to increase your gift by 25% for the sake of one tick, one signature, and the date. And that's all it takes. In the top right-hand panel, could you indicate your regular giving for this coming year? Even if you're already giving, I'm going to encourage you to indicate that because that is indicating your commitment to the Lord for this year. So think about your giving for this year and just write that in the box there. And then indicate how you're going to give. It might be standing order. That's what Bethan and I do. It might be by bank transfer. It might be through the Sunday offering baskets. If you're setting up a new standing order today, maybe you've not you know, kind of taken that step up to now. Your giving has been, maybe you've not given or it's been irregular. But today I'm going to encourage you, make your giving regular. And a standing order is a really good way to do that. You can set up a standing order through this form. Simply fill out that box on the top right-hand corner, fill in the standing order box, and then our finance team here can process that for you. So you don't have to deal with your bank. We will deal with that for you. If you are amending the amount that you give, you need to contact your bank because we can't make that amendment for you. Okay? So that's regular giving. That's in the top section of the form. The middle section of the form is for gifts over and above our regular giving to the launch of new sites of this church. As I said, we want to continue this journey of launching new sites and at the same time not cut back on what we do here in Feltham. And so maybe you can give a gift today and you've brought that with you. That's wonderful. Maybe you can pledge a gift later in the year. You can just indicate that. Or maybe you want to, again, set up a standing order. Maybe that's an easy way for you to do that. Tick that box and then complete the standing order details just to the right of that middle section. One of the technical things to note, the account for our site launches is different to our regular giving. So just note they are different bank accounts there. Lastly, we can all play our part through giving our time. This church works best when everyone is on a Sunday team. That's when it works best. It's best for our discipleship, and it's best for those people around us. At the moment, around about half the members of our church are on a team. So if you're one of the half, thank you. If you're one of the other half, I would love you to take a step today to serve once a month 
on one of our Sunday teams. I think that's a pretty good deal. Serve once a month, and others get you your coffee and, and look after your kids and young people the other three weeks. That, that's a good deal in the scheme of good deals. That's a really good deal. We would love you to do that. Not only for that, but because it is the way of Jesus. Jesus said that he came not to be served, but to serve. It's at the heart of what it means to follow Jesus. And so if you're on a team already, again, could you fill in the team that you're on? Again, simply just to indicate that that's the commitment that you are making for this year. And if you're not on a team, I would love you to let us know which team you'd like to try and at which service. That might be 9.30 or 11.15 here at Feltham. It might be online or it might be our 10.30 service in Staines. Just indicate which service you're usually going to be at or which one you'd prefer to serve at. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to have a song break now. If you have any questions, then I'll be at the side of the auditorium. I think Kim, one of our other trustees, will be at the other side. There are some of our staff team around as well. If you have any questions, come and catch us. But we're going to have a song break now to give us a minute or two to fill in our response cards if we've not done that already. Then the children are going to come back in, and then we will have this beautiful moment where all of our children are going to find their parents again. And there's going to be no stray children, right, parents? You're all going to be fully attentive to what Rob shares because this is a pastorally kind of like, this is an important moment because we don't want any stray children. It raises all sorts of safeguarding issues. Okay, friends, can we do that together? So one or two minutes, just prayerfully make your response. What commitment are you bringing to Jesus as part of this moment in our church family life together? We want to see what you're doing. We want to go. Well, can I just say thank you, parents? You've done a, that's a fantastic job, like seamless. And of course, our amazing team as well. All the people in blue t-shirts are just wonderful. So thank you for all you do. Now, Dave hasn't got his blue t-shirt on today, but he is going to tell us. In fact, you should go and find a blue t-shirt. But <laughs> He was in youth, so he's got his youth t-shirt on. So it's all black. Um, so what we're going to do, uh, Dave is going to come up and just share us, uh, with us a little bit about what the youth and the kids have been up to now. Yeah, great. We, we've been thinking about uh, our commitment as well and uh, about money. And so with the kids this morning, we've been making, um, we have three, three little money boxes. We've been talking about how to um, save and how to spend, but also how to give. And so we actually give the, gave the kids some coins each uh, and they had to decide how many they were going to put in each box. And we said that they could, the ones that they put in the give box, they could bring and put in the offering basket with everybody at the end of the service. And we were talking about just how God gives money to us as a gift and how we can choose to spend it. We want to really encourage our kids to learn good money management right from a young age. So do talk to your kids about it uh, later on and, and have these discussions. Maybe share with them what you do in your household and how you spend and how you save, but also how you give that would be a really good discussion. We did the same in youth as well. We were talking about who uh, earns a bit of money for doing chores or helping out around the house where they have a Saturday job. And just thinking, again, about how much God is inviting us to give and to partner with him in the work that he's doing as part of his church. So, uh, yeah, it's good to think. 
Wonderful. So before we bring all of our commitments forward, we are going to commission and pray for the Riverside Vineyard Stains core team. So first, thing, I'm going to invite up Bethan. And there are some of the core team, I think, are at this service. Some will maybe at the 11.15 service. But Emilio and Tatiani are here. You can... So welcome these guys. Um, Matthew and Sandra. Well, I know Sandra's here. So as I, I understand it, Matthew's done his back in today. Do you remember when I said last week, and I've been over the last two weeks saying, intercessors, we need to hear from you. This is why. Okay, because when we do this kind of stuff for the Lord, the enemy does not like it. Okay, so this is another informal call. If you know the Lord has put intercession on your heart, you're an intercessor, please email me. You can even do it now. Andy at riversidevineyard.com because we need to pray. Matt and Hannah, come on forward. Is Beth around? Is Beth joining us? Beth is here. Wonderful. Welcome these guys as well, would you? So there's a whole lot of other people that are serving amazingly, but this is the core team that has been assembled. Beth, are you going to share just something very briefly? Yeah, I think... Um, I am on, thank you. I think Andy's probably shared a bit about last week. It was a blast. It was a really, really good, fun time. Um, the team, these team, but also beyond, were amazing. Just the servant-heartedness of the team was stunning. Um, and we just had some really great conversations with new people. Um, lots of people have found us through social media. And a whole bunch through the leaflets we put through the door. We put 6,500 leaflets out around Staines in the weeks before. And God bless the people who just walked the streets and prayed and posted. I met a young lady um, in her 20s. She'd moved to the area two months ago for a job, knew nobody, and saw a post on Instagram and thought, oh, that's interesting. And then a postcard came through her door, so she showed up. And she'd been looking for a place to call home. And so many people, um, I think, probably haven't been to church since before the pandemic. And many for longer just said that we are just waiting for somewhere to call home. So it was so lovely to see people coming in and worshipping and just, yeah, getting into relationships straight away. It's fantastic. Wonderful. Thank you. Someone grab that. So we want to commission uh, the Riverside Vineyard Stains site and its team. I want to say... I'm slightly biased here. These are exceptionally good leaders, <laughs> especially the one to my left. <laughs> we love <laughs> yeah, the, These are godly, hardworking, servant leaders who love Jesus. And we are incredibly blessed to have them as part of our church family. So team, the Lord has invited you to step into the next adventure of leadership in this community. We acknowledge the Lord's hand over you and his calling upon your lives to shepherd this part of his flock. In the Great Commission in Matthew 28, Jesus said to his followers, Go into all the world and make disciples. Go to every people group and every place that I lead you. I've called you to go and to make disciples. Preach the gospel in word and in deed. And make disciples. And so we commission you to be ambassadors for Christ Jesus. And Jesus went on to say, teach them to obey all that I've commanded you to do. 
to whether those who come to you are already believers or prodigals or people who don't know Jesus yet, the task is the same. Welcome them and teach them to obey all that Jesus commanded his disciples to do. Equip the saints for the work of service. Do all you can to release people to use their gifts for the kingdom. Reach out to the last, the least, and the lost. Heal the sick, feed the hungry, set free the oppressed, announce the good news that God's kingdom is near. And Jesus concluded by saying this, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is God's promise to you. There will be challenges ahead, but don't forget the Apostle Paul's words in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. He says this, The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Amen? Amen. We would love to pray for these wonderful people here. It would be great if others, you know, you might be at the Stain site. Rick and Lulu, if you're around, come and pray. Site pastors, um, Rob, Kathy, service pastors here. And can we pray for these guys? So a few gather around. A few reach out your hands. We would love to pray for these people here. So, Lord, we invite your spirit to fall now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. We speak over you this morning that the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And, Lord, we choose to trust you in this. Father, suddenly feel an urge that you want to pray. Just come and pray. Don't be polite. Just come and pray. So, Lord, we are incredibly grateful for this team. Lord, for the good, godly leadership that you have called into this next part of our adventure as a church here. And Lord, we pray for protection around their lives. Lord, we pray for the sort of impartation of your spirit deeply into their beings to bring to life every part of the kingdom that you've been sort of placing into their lives over years and years and years. We pray for the watering of it and we pray for a fruitfulness just to spring forth from their lives in this next season. Lord, release courage to generously and graciously serve the people of Staines and surrounding areas. To seek out the last, the least, and the lost. To make a home for people to find family. For the prodigals to come home. For those that have never found home before to find a place in Christian community. For people, we pray for hundreds and thousands of people to find faith. We pray for young and old to come alive. 
And so, Lord, we pray that you would bless and multiply the work of their hands for the sake of the kingdom and for the sake of your name, Jesus. We ask this in your precious name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Could we just encourage these guys with a very warm round of applause?